Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, June the 12th. We are coming to you from our homes scattered across southwest Missouri. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today on the show, we've got... Ed. Curtis. Dustin. Emily. And I believe Kenny may join us later. I haven't heard from Hawk. He may or may not join us as well. So uh, this is what we got for tonight. So we're going to roll with it. And if folks pop in, then we'll uh, we'll give them a... A holler as they come and go. But we are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, and critics from the Midwest talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. We've got a good show for you this week. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to those who are joining us live on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. Feel free to type your comments as we're talking. We read all of them, and some of them we actually mention on the air. Not all of them. Uh, that cast channel is going to be getting a workout this weekend, by the way. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. You okay? Okay. <laughs> it sounded like you were going to vomit there. I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Before we jump into the headlines, what's everybody been up to in the last week or so? What have you been watching, reading, listening to, playing, doing? What's been going on? Not everybody all at once. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, what have I been doing? Uh, you know, I haven't really done much. This week, I uh, I finished the Pacific that I was watching, right. and then uh, I don't know. I got kind of nostalgic and started watching uh, the commentary for Community because I have all the DVDs, right? And so I was doing that. I've been watching that this channel that's on locally, and they've got a lot of old, old, not thing. great stuff. But yeah. they they've shown Terminator like seven times this week. <laughs> <laughs> Like every time I turn it on, the Terminator's on. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch the last forty minutes again. Other than that, I I don't know. I haven't done much other than swim. I went tubing. Yeah, I did do that. Oh yeah, where'd you do that? Uh, at? Out on a lake. Uh, it's in Galena, Missouri. It's called I think it's called like Tomahawk Campgrounds or something like that. But oh, yeah, nice. you pay like pay like ten fifteen bucks to go down river a couple hours, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, cool. They pick you up and all that when you get at the end. And yeah, <clears throat> when you get there, actually, you park where they where you where you end. take out, and, and so they they drive you upstream. Yeah, they've got yeah. all of these old like I guess not like school buses that the schools don't use anymore. So it's got like yeah. Hollister school buses, Reed Spring school buses. There's this there's this guy that has like this dog that's like I don't know 16 years old. He's half blind. He still has his balls. <laughs> He just hogs like an entire seat. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You, what, what did the dog's balls have to do with any of this? Because no, he's like sixteen and he still has his balls. So he's like, not do they do they like do they disappear dude. at some point? Like when they hit twelve, it's like oh shit, there go their balls. I'm just saying. In today's society, most people's dogs are neutered. Mine's not, but you know. Okay. But it was just, fair enough. It was Continue. Kind of, it was an interesting, uh, interesting time. You know. It was cr- kind of a fun place, but yeah. Cool. Anybody else? What you been up to? I've been 
contemplating a rewatch of Doctor Who. Oh, where do you, where would you start? Would you start with the ninth Doctor, or would you start at like the beginning? I mean, or would well, you jump I mean, in somewhere in between? <laughs> if I started at the beginning, it would just be a full watch. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess if I did the rewatch, it would be it would be with the ninth Doctor. A lot of people would skip, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I I like Christopher Claxton. I do. Thought that the uh, I did not catch it when it was live, so I jumped into it about the time they were hitting like the 50th anniversary. So as the Matt Smith was wrapping up and they were starting to transition, so I started yeah. I started with the ninth at about that point in time, and man, that 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 first season with the ninth is really hard to watch just because the effects are so bad. It's like. It's, yeah. like, it's like Hercules, the legendary journeys, Xena, bad, you know, like syndic- <laughs> syndicated in the 90s, but this was made right. in the tw- 2000s bad. But if, yeah, if you can power yeah. through that, the storylines are good. It's just, whew. Yeah. <laughs> it can be and tough I, to watch. I think, a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't watch it because they like the later Doctors better. Mm-hmm. So, so, which is, you know, it's true, but I like to respect that they uh, brought in this new person for the first time in years and, you know did a really yeah. good job bringing the whole thing back. And if so, I you, like, so I like watching it. If you rewatch it, are you going to like watch the other shows that are spinoffs of it? Like, like Torchwood, Sarah Jane or Torchwood. I, well, I've, I watched some of Sarah Jane and I've watched all of Torchwood and Torchwood's really good. Yeah. I love Torchwood. It's the yeah. last season was kind of iffy, but I liked it still. Right. Well, yeah, because they because they went to America. Yeah, fucking well, Americans. That's where the <laughs> that's where the money was coming from. Stars right. is the one that financed it. They're like, get your asses over here. <laughs> yeah, it was good though. I I enjoyed I enjoyed Torchwood. It was super dark. There were some episodes where I was like horrified and yeah. <laughs> could not sleep. But yeah, there's, I would I probably. There's one episode in particular where I'm just like, I don't know if I ever want to date women ever again. Oh. Oof! Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> explode into dust. I think that's very like that's the second episode. Yeah, I, I think it was. That's the thing is we we watched you know we watched Doctor Who as a family and the kids were you know younger then too and it was like maybe we should watch Torchwood. I was like well I'll like oh, everything. I'm like I'll, I'll watch a couple episodes and make sure. And then mm-hmm. I watched a couple episodes. My wife's like, "What do you think? Should we watch it?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, not with <laughs> no. the kids. No, no, not with the kids. Thanks. Especially mm-hmm. season three, not with the kids. Yeah, yeah." How about Brad? Brad, what have you been up to? Nothing much, really. Um, I did manage to watch the first two episodes of Snowpiercer since you were talking about it, but yeah. I haven't caught up on what, the, the more recent episode. What did you think of the, the first couple that you've seen? Well, it seems apparent to me that it, it does not follow the same continuity as the movie, which is right. kind of I'm okay with in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could have really made a series out of that. Right. Ongoing series. But uh, incorporating a murder mystery to it and all these other aspects of the show, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. I've, I've heard that they've already cast Sean Bean in season two. <laughs> so he'll last three episodes. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I'll watch just about anything Sean Bean is in. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely stick around for that. 
Yeah, as you get caught up, you'll find out that they deviate pretty heavily from the film. Even though the marketing and stuff, they made it act like, like, oh no, this is we're, it's the same timeline. We're right on, you know. It's just this is earlier, and like I said, by episode, episode whatever they're up to now, four or five, it's like okay, clearly that's not the case. I've never read the comic, but do you think there may be more like the comic? It's or? it's possible. Again, I've not read it either, so it's possible that maybe they're following the comic a little more closely than the movie did. Yeah, I know. I know there was like three of them, and I think yeah. a couple of them were prequels. Yeah. Well, cool, uh, Dustin. What have you been up to? Um, I recently invested in a record player, so I've been enjoying Yay. that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's more modern style, but right. It's just just what I needed. I mean, I love just watching it spin and like change from track to track. It's just very intriguing. He doesn't even care what it is. He just watches the records. <laughs> it's cool. He's got the volume turned down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even listen to it at all. I just, just watch it. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, I remember growing up. When I was growing up, record players were like the size of like a piece of like furniture, seven, yeah. like God, seven yes. inch or something like that. Oh no no the record the the record player that were the it spin the turntable was the same but they were oh, yeah, but they yeah, were like yeah, entire player yeah they were talking they were like cabinets like it was like you know like if you would imagine like this big I, don't, I think the closest thing I could think of in my head would be like a big roll top desk like an antique desk that's yeah. that's the size they yeah. were and I remember we Our would parents had one of those yeah yep. I remember we that used to of the dining room forever. Yeah, I remember we used to take like the little plastic green army guys and we'd set them up on the turntable and then we'd turn it on <laughs> just to see, you know, watch them fly off. Watch them fly, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, get, get, our, then get our asses beat for doing it. <laughs> yeah. They're sensitive pieces. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, thanks for joining us. We're just uh, talking about what everybody's been up to. What have you been up to in the last week or so? Oh, just uh, doing more yard stuff, and they had to, the city had to come out. We had a big drainage problem on our block, so they've dug out more of the ditch. So I've been cleaning out rocks, cutting roots, trying to get that. Because they, instead of like blending it into the ditch, it it now (laughs) is like a half pipe. So mowing that's going to be impossible. So I've been dealing with that pretty much all week. Nice. So you haven't had a chance to do a whole lot of extra stuff. No, I just, outside of as far as watching anything, I I knocked out season five of Queer Eye and right. Just been watching some old Scrubs episodes. Very cool. I know uh, we oh, did and Holy Mo- Holy Moly too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Holy Moly's been great. We uh we did our podcast, the other podcast we do, Way Awesome Show, earlier this week, and you uh you led us through that an episode of that. That was fun. Tell everybody kind of what, oh, yeah. what we talked about there. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting to mention that stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, my what I picked for the subject this week was uh, uh, lunchboxes that we owned or your favorite lunchbox, whichever it amounted to. Now, if it was me, I went on a 30-minute talk of all <laughs> the lunchboxes I owned. You know, the yeah. So I was a spoiled bastard, and I, I know that, but. Uh, I I really loved it because it kind of it made Jen think of a lunchbox that she was like, oh my gosh, you know about. And I I kind of hope it does that for everybody who listens. They get to go back to their childhood and remember. Oh yeah, and I tried to describe them decent enough from what I could remember, and 
uh, just kind of hopefully that brings back good memories for everybody. Yeah, right on. Well, to cool. kind of yeah. piggyback off of uh, Dustin here, I uh, in the mail I got uh, a vinyl that I pre-ordered several months ago. It's the the score for the thing. John Carpenter's The Ooh, Thing. Yeah. Nice. Oh. And it was, uh, it's the original 1982 score by Ennio Marconi on 180 gram snowfall colored vinyl. And then it's also got The Lost Cues, which is an unreleased score composed by John Carpenter as well. And it's pretty interesting stuff on the inside, some nice artwork and whatnot. Nice. Cool. Well, good, cool. good collector items. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Right on. Well, we know that everybody listening has watched, read, listened to, played, done different things as well. Let us know what you thought about what entertainment you've taken in in the past week or so. Leave us a recorded message with your one-minute review on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to include your one-minute review in a future episode. Hello, Hutch Can. (laughs) Somebody joining us on cast, wanting to say hi. Well, here are the stories we have been watching this week in entertainment and pop culture. First up, Dustin, you may have some thoughts on this. DC has reportedly pulled out of its distribution deal with Diamond, the largest comic book distributor. Uh, Prior to the pandemic, Diamond had a monopoly on comics distribution in North America, but when they were forced to shut down briefly... DC turned to alternative distribution, uh, going with Lunar Distribution and UCS Comics, uh, companies owned by two large comic retailers, and their distribution arms founded seemingly for the purpose of keeping the industry going with DC Comics through the pandemic. And now DC has partnered up with Penguin Random House, so they will be distributing the trade collections, the trade paperbacks, trade hardbacks to, to bookstores, while Lunar and UCS will handle single issue and magazine fulfillment. Dustin, thoughts on this? Because you're the guy that has to order these. <laughs> I, I'm, I was, I'm interested to hear what you think about this. Is to this whole thing, 2020 can just go to <laughs> hell. Like this whole, like this was just the topping. Like, I, I don't even know what to think of it because I, I feel like it it's a smart move, but at the same time, like during these times, it was a dick move of Jim Lee to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I saw it coming because there was no DC preview this month. Right. And that was weird to me. I'm like, okay, why isn't there a DC preview? And then they just all of a sudden dropped out. And it's like, no notice or anything. Yeah. Yeah, watching things as they were shaking out during the all the shutdowns and stuff, it was kind of interesting. You kind of see the writing on the wall, and it, I don't. And know. And it's fine to it's fine to go to like a like go to another distributor because Diamond decided to <laughs> look out for their um, well being or whatever they were doing. Right. So it's like it's fine to do that, but like go out in peace. Yeah, don't just pull, take your ball and go home. Yeah, but I mean. Who knows what's going to happen with Diamond now? Because that's literally what, like, thirty percent of their. Yeah, it's a good chunk of their business. I, yeah, know, it's at the same time. There's part of me that's like, well, that couldn't happen to a nicer group of assholes because Diamond's yeah. kind of been dicks too. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, yep. you, you reap reap the whirlwind. 
Yep. DC Universe has reportedly canceled DC Daily, uh, according according to a report from Collider. The streaming service has ended the run of the daily news program that offers fans new content, news content related to DC Comics and the broader DC Universe community, including interviews, in-depth panel discussions about DC films and television shows. Uh, DC Daily debuted back in September of 2018. They've had a ton of different celebrity co-hosts like uh, Arrow star John Barrowman, uh, Harley Quinn Smith, Sam Humphreys, uh, Hector Navarro. A ton of folks have been through there. Um, the report doesn't indicate a reason for the show's cancellation. Um, it's believed that it was pretty inexpensive to produce. I mean, they had a set and they just ran people through there. They were already under contract to DC for something else. So if they're canceling their original daily news show and it wasn't costing them a whole lot to produce, folks are, again, starting to question the viability of DC Universe as a streaming content provider. Did you ever watch any of those, though? Yeah. Yeah, I watched a few, and they were, I don't know, like a couple were pretty entertaining. Like I watched some of the... Uh, ones they did when they were covering like SDCC stuff right. like that, but there was a few of them. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't watch this. This is horrible." That's the problem so, with the sh- that's the problem with the show like that. It was the the only ones I watched. It was because I wanted to see a take on a very specific topic. Like today, yeah. they're going to be talking about this, and it's like, okay, I want to hear about that. I don't necessarily want to hear it from the DC Daily people. I could care less. I just want to know the information <laughs> about that topic. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't imagine people were, you know, tuning in religiously every day to get their DC Daily fix. But no, yeah, I definitely cherry picked the ones I watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, celebrities not learning. I think is the best way to put this one. Is I think it's how you put it oh, earlier God. this week, Kenny. <laughs> the, yeah. the Flash is the Flash actor Hartley Sawyer, who plays the elongated man Ralph Dibney on the TV series, will not be returning for the series' seventh season. Sawyer was fired for a slew of sexist, racist, and generally offensive tweets from the actor's past. Uh, the actor acknowledged that he did make those tweets in the past, recognized that public public comments have public consequences. So he was not like whining about it. He's like, yeah, I fucked up. Uh, he apologized for them, says that he's no longer that person anymore, but you know, those it's out there. It's the internet. Everything on the internet lasts forever. He did thank people involved for helping him grow into a quote, more responsible adult. But again, that sounds like a, a publicist, uh, line there yeah. <laughs> but at the same time he he did not run from it he did not you know say oh, i didn't do that or well that's taken out of context or yeah but you don't understand yeah. he did say yeah i i put those out there a couple of years ago and i don't think like that anymore but the shit's out there you can't put it back so yeah and that's the thing it's not like some of these that have come out where they were 20 years old or whatever you know these things were still pretty fresh from like 2014 so yeah yeah well and it's like i don't know how how much can you really i mean he he's like thank you for making me a more responsible adult but it's like (laughs) i mean at this point you've been an adult for a while (laughs) yeah so i don't know i'm like (laughs) <laughs> like it's like if you're like a like a kid who's like ah just spouting words maybe you know but you're an adult yeah you've I th- been an adult 
for a while. I think if yep. he, if these were posts that were made prior to turning eighteen, I would have. I don't know, more empathy, more more leeway. I'd be like, well, you know what? They're still a kid. Or even before they're 20. But yeah, once you get to... And then, you know, it's still he's still saying it. So yeah. it's still like iffy. But like, at least he would be like a kid. And you're like, he's gonna grow, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> it, reminds, it reminds me of some of these, you know, there's the things out in the social media now where people are like schools colleges are saying well you know we offered them a scholarship but we've somebody pointed out some stupid shit they've said and done and you know we've we've pulled back the offers or whatever it's you know that's that's one thing because they're 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 kids 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 screw up kids say things they don't mean all the time kids try to be cool all the time that's but yes this was an adult posting things and so there is a level of responsibility here that that at least he's like i said at least he's not shirking it he's like yep Sure did. Right. Yeah. At least he's owning it and not being like, um, uh, don't you shouldn't have to worry about that. I was younger back then. I'm different now. Like, stop talking about it. But he's like, yeah. I mean, I did that. Yeah. My my question cool. is like, uh, how different of a situation is this from like what happened with James Gunn? I mean, I know he didn't say anything racist, but what he said was really kind of pretty disgusting. You know, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And granted, yeah. it was like ten or fifteen years ago, but you know. We, we they fired him and then they gave him his job back what two years I later it's, it's a lot of the it's the question of you know dan Harmon and mm -hmm. community or you know a lot of other different people who have been fired from their positions and then brought back it's like when when is is the art more important and when does the person involved with the art taint it if that makes sense, it, right. it, it's the money. If the money's coming in, yeah. then we'll turn a blind eye to anything. And that's the thing. You guys have brought up a couple different situations and instances. And to me, that's when if you think that there's something in your past that's on social media that may be unsavory, may not be accepted by the populace you got to be deleting that shit at the very least so it's not still on your account i mean yes people can archive it and find it if they really wanted to but they're gonna have to i deleted all my fuck you taylor swift <laughs> exactly <laughs> right and it's like if you're gonna be in the media and you're gonna you know have a persona to give people you have to make sure that that persona whether it's true or whether it's false like it has to be someone that is, you know, well-received because at this point and it should be at every other point, like racist, sexist people and um, people who say iffy things about children, you know, um, it's not, it's not something that's going to be well-received and you should know that, I guess, going in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, so, like, if you're gonna be an actor, your persona online is very important. Coming from someone who wants to be an actor, <laughs> right? So well, it's not like, only that. yeah. Not only that, but I mean, it, part of the thing too is like everybody on the Flash are big about making those PSAs and yeah. you know, love one another and let's not do this and let's not do that. So for him to pull that and be on that show, man, that was he, yeah. he didn't seem the chance. No. It no. was shocking. I remember like reading it and I was like, What? Especially since he plays such a like such a kind of lovable, I don't know. endearing schmuck yeah, kind of a, endearing character. 
character and then you see like that especially coming from a show like that where we've you know we've talked about it where it's like the Arrowverse is such a you know welcoming and like inclusive base and and so having not an actor that just doesn't give a shit about those things even if it was a while ago you know it's yeah. just it doesn't fit no not in that culture in that climate for sure yeah no, and that's in being someone who has a dark sense of humor and always has and around a lot of people that does i was like uh, well, could it be that bad? And I read and so I said, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, never mind. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, some of them were just yeah. oof. Yeah, like so that's why. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Carter. Uh, some of those James Gunn tweets were pretty god awful. Yeah, and, like, and it's interesting. You that can it, tell he was kidding, but at the same time, it's like, oh, dude, you don't, yeah, you on. don't Does joke that matter? way. Like, yeah, that's like some stuff isn't funny. Like, yeah. like not in public like that. Jesus, right? Yeah, and, and like, the, and if you are gonna frame it as a joke, like, do it right. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and do it then instead of when you get fired. <laughs> right. <laughs> Interestingly, when. When James Gunn was fired by Marvel, uh, DC was the ones that picked him up. So it's yeah, kind of right. interesting that here we have this DC property that's saying, "No, no, this is not acceptable." Um, well, I know, but <laughs> if I it's James Gunn, time, we'll take he'd it. already apologized once, like years before, right? And I don't know the circumstances. I think it was sort of like a targeted attack on him because of his it was li- liberal political views. Yeah. That, yeah, so it was kind of maybe it was a different situation in that sense, but yeah. Uh, well, going back to what Joey said, the him doing the Ralph Dibney character for CW is not bringing the same kind of money that James Gunn is bringing exactly. to the other. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we have speaking of DC, we've gotten a better look at the design concept for the Batmobile in next year's Batman movie. The photos yeah, again. They're just the they're just the mockups. This is not like this is not what you're going to see on screen. But the photos show what looks like what would happen if like a muscle car like fucked an urban assault vehicle and then somebody yeah. painted it black <laughs> because that's what it looks like. It's got like it's a muscle car with a big ass bumper on the front. Thoughts? I liked it better when it was in the shadows <laughs> when you couldn't see it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, was it? I don't know, when we were talking about this before, I don't remember if it was Curtis or who it was, it was kind of like, well, you know, you got to understand that this is supposed to be his first outing. Right. And, you know, he would, this is what he would, you know, think. I think it was Dakota, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, problem with and, the, the, the problem with that, though, is that he's still Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? It's not like, this looks like, you know, this looks like something that he got a couple of guys that have a shop in downtown Gotham and like, hey, we can strip some parts off of these and we can throw, slap something together for you and make something, we'll call it the Batmobile. It's like, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. still Bruce Wayne in every other iteration. He still has the money to afford the nice shit. <laughs> this looks like the, yeah. the poor man's version of, you know, it's like, maybe it's intentional too. Who knows? Well, that's what Dakota was saying. You know, if you make it look like you're a white trash vigilante, then no one's going to expect the billionaire, you know? Possibly, but I, again, but that's not, yeah, that doesn't track with uh, Batman, but that's fine. I mean, we'll see. It looks like, like, I'm sorry, I'm looking at pictures right now. It looks kind of like they're trying to make it into like this, I guess, like historically, like ambiguous 
where it's like, I don't know what the time period is it's from. So it's like, it would probably be a really nice car like 30 years ago. I right. don't know. But I so would, I'm not. With that th- in thought, though, the 1989 version of Batman was very time ambiguous as well. And they still made a kick ass Batmobile that looked like a fucking a Batmobile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. It looked yeah. like a vibrator. It was awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. It, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like it's not going to do much. Like whenever you, whenever you imagine yeah. the Batmobile, I feel like it's like. It looks like he could run over the Joker if the Joker's standing in the street, like he could plow into him. But that's about right. as far as it's gonna. <laughs> that's about as cool as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what was the uh, car that it's. What, is it a Charger? It looks kind of like one. I mean, but it's kind of a bastardized version because, like I said, it looks like it's a Charger was taken yeah. to the chop shop and. I know that 89 Batmobile had a Impala engine in it. Remember that? Right on. Tara over on the cast channel says, hopefully they can afford a bat suit with nipples. I don't know. If you can't afford a better car than that, I'm going to guess you're not putting the time to have the nipples sculpted on your bat suit. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. We just super glue some Hershey's kisses, kisses on there. There you go. This just needs us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> This week also, (laughs) or bring them all in, one of the two. (laughs) This week also gave us the poster and the first teaser trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music. I'm sure you've seen it. it. What did you think? It looks interesting. I'll go go ahead and say that. Does it? It kind of does. I don't know. (laughs) It's, I mean, everyone, I, I will say this was my one takeaway. Everyone's like, Keanu Reeves doesn't age. I watched this trailer. Keanu he looks Reeves old. <laughs> yeah, he looks he, old. He <laughs> yeah, both of them looked a little rough. I, I wanted to love it when I watched it. Right. And I was just like, hmm. Okay. They didn't I mean, show a lot, though, f- when you think about it. What's that? Yeah. So they didn't show a lot when you really No, think it's, about it's it. still the teaser. It's not the full trailer, but. Yeah, they showed enough to make you go. Hmm, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll wait and see what else I see. You know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to risk my health in a pandemic to rush out to the theater to see this one. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Epic pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> that that might have done better than this. I don't know. Uh, Bruce Campbell has confirmed that he will not be returning to the next Evil Dead film after having appeared in some way, shape, or form in every Evil Dead project up to this point. He says, he says, quote, from this point forward, they kind of have to stand on their own, which is fine and liberating. You could have different heroes, different heroines in this case. This one's going to be a little more dynamic, he says. We just want to keep the series current. And the mantra really is that our heroes and heroines are just regular people. That's what we're going to continue. So, See, what frustrates me is like, yeah, that's fine and dandy, but the way Ash versus Evil Dead Season 3 ended, it's just like, give me one more fucking movie, Bruce. Right. Show me what (laughs) happened. You were canceled. Give me something. Oh, well, it's fine fine it's fine <laughs> at least you're not upset that's okay <laughs> i did want to piggyback off of this by the way yeah go ahead um brad sent me this so if, do you want to talk about it or do you want me to say it why don't you, you say it Kurt? yeah why don't you say it curtis because we can understand you a little bit better brad's still just a little bit scratchy out there uh in, in the middle of nowhere danny, actor danny hicks from evil dead 2 mm-hmm. has come out 
saying that he now has stage four cancer. Yes. Which kind of sucks. Well, let me find the article and read what it, he said real quick. I'll pull it up. Way to prepare, Curtis. Shut up. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah, he, he's got a stage four cancer diagnosis. He posted this to all the people that I never got to meet. And the 6,018 diehard fans that have enjoyed my work, I have some bad news. I have been diagnosed with stage four cancer. I have approximately one to three years to live, but I got to tell you, I sure as hell packed a whole bunch of living into my 68 years. I got no change coming back, that's for sure. And not too many regrets. Okay, got to go. I got to find out just what the hell is going on down in that fruit cellar. Nice. And if you guys don't remember, he was the hillbilly character. Right. Gosh, I cannot remember his name in Evil Dead 2. I do remember him yelling Bobby Joe a lot because that was his <laughs> girlfriend's name. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's appeared in a a few of Sam Raimi's movies since was, then. He was in Dark Man. He was the right. guy with one leg hopping yep. around. And he was he had a cameo in Spider-Man 2 when um when Peter Parker saves the train and he's about to fall over. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's him. He's the guy that reaches out and grabs him. his chest and yeah. save him. And they pass but him yeah, it back. it kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah, it yeah. does. 2020 has not been kind. It's not been kind at all. This next story is pretty disgusting as well. Uh, Texas-based film studio Cinestate is under fire after a recent article brought to light the poorly kept secret regarding the culture of sexual harassment and abuse at the right-wing studio, including their association with and protection of indie film producer Adam Donahue, revealing cases that go back at least as far as 2014 and including the rape of a 16-year-old in 2017. What the fuck? Yeah, Cinestate is the owner of Fangoria magazine and Birth Movies Death, which it acquired from the Alamo Draft House on May 1st. Obviously, those people are not culpable. They just work under the umbrella, but they right. their names are caught up in this now. In the wake of the revelations, editors at both Fangoria and Birth, Birth Movies Death have partnered and made public their demands that Cinestate transparently address the allegations, change the corporate culture, and sell the brands, or they are simply just going to walk away. They're all just going to quit. Already, a number of writers, including celebrity columnists like Joe Bob Briggs, Barbara Crampton, among others, have parted ways with the company, or companies have said they're not going to be a part of it. They can't be involved in Cinestate making money off of their words if that's the kind Good of culture them. that's there. So it's an ugly time. From what I've seen, it sounds like Cinestate is trying to sell the brands. It's one of those things where when I was reading the news, I was like, God, I wish. Pop Goes the Culture could afford to buy those brands. It'd be nice to have Fangoria and Birth Movies oh, Death. Let's get some loans out, right? There's a bunch of us. Start a Kickstarter. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not like this kind of thing isn't a problem all over the place as far as like right. film. Which sucks, but I'm, I mean, I guess I'm glad that now there are, there are growing ramifications for these things. Which is good. Yeah, the, sadly, the article that I read, the headline called uh, Adam Donahue, the uh, the Harvey Weinstein of indie movies, which really struck me as odd because I thought Harvey Weinstein was the Harvey Weinstein of indie movies. But apparently, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I see what they were trying to say, but it's like somebody that didn't understand the history of indie films was trying to write a headline and right. kind of flubbed <laughs> that one. 
Yeah, well, just a lot of these other assholes. Yeah. <laughs> HBO Max is catching hell from a certain segment of the population by announcing that their yeah. new Looney Tunes shorts, which I don't know if you've watched any of these, they're pretty. They're, they they stand up with the old Looney Tunes shorts, um, but they will not feature gun violence. They will continue to have other expressions of cartoon violence, like dropping anvils and dynamite and stuff like that. They just decided, you know what? With everything going on in the world, we don't need to draw more guns shooting characters. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read somewhere they were going to use scythes too. I was like, hey, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. You know, you can still swing a big ass, you know, mallet. You can still drop anvils and stuff. But yeah, they just, they decided, you know what? We're, we're just not going to do the guns, man. It's, right. we can do it without it. And it's, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But you know how people get, they feel like somehow also, their, their rights are being encroached upon in some way. Yeah. I also know that, um, like, even my professor was like, who teaches theater and directs theater and stuff. He's like, I don't think I'm going to do guns in comedy anymore. I think I'm going to find another way because I mean, again, and in, in this day and age where gun violence has become like an even bigger thing in the media, it's like, why, why don't we just like stray away from comedy when it comes to guns and yeah. like keep it as something that's a serious thing. Yeah. It's the people that that somehow feel attacked that that I find just flat out hilarious to be honest because you know th this is a company deciding we're not going to do this because yeah. we think it will impact our bottom line a lot of these same people that are complaining about somehow it's impacting their rights or very much you know very much capitalism sets the curve you know ca the market will take right. care of it well here's the market somebody re reacting to the market and saying you know we're, we're just not going to do this now they're complaining that somehow their rights i don't know what how but somehow their rights are being infringed upon because they can't watch new cartoons with looney tunes characters that have how guns. many of these people complaining are actually gonna watch the whether they did that or not yeah, it's a lot of folks that don't give a shit one way or the other. They just don't like the idea that somebody decided not to do. It's like the people that you know, you know, Walmart or Academy or one of these places decides not to sell guns. They they complain about it, but it's like, dude, if they don't sell your favorite brand of fucking you know yogurt, it's it's the same mm -hmm. thing. They're making a market decision, which y'all like because you don't want to. Anything that's not market driven is socialism, apparently. So. <laughs> but anytime it's you know it's it's related to firearms, then panties become wadded. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's also not the only thing HBO Max has done this week. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk? You go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Um, they did. They did pull Gone with the Wind due to representation of African American slaves. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess they're planning on re-putting it back on at some point yes. with like a historical context at the beginning but uh still didn't stop people from bitching yeah and moaning <laughs> yeah i was working on wednesday and uh we have price changes that come down and we had some in the store went from six bucks to forty dollars wow Gone with the wind did wow yeah and i asked about it and that was the reason i'm just like are you kidding me you guys are you guys are pr like pricing these up all because of that, like it's kind of crazy, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Production began this week on the Into the Spider Verse animated sequel at Sony. Don't have anything else to add to that other than just throwing it out there that they're moving forward. It's going to happen. Hey, hey. Paul. 
Yeah. Best, yeah. best superhero movie in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. After 32 seasons and just days before the 33rd season was set, set to premiere, Cops has been canceled by the Paramount Network. Likewise, A&E has canceled Live PD. Um, it was revealed last week that the Live PD cameras caught the death of Justin Ambler, a black man in the custody of Austin police after a traffic stop. That was filmed back in March of 2019. A&E said that they had not aired it due to the ongoing investigation in the case. Um, the investigation turned up that A&E destroyed the footage, apparently. Oh, wow. So it's oh. not culture. <laughs> no. So again, at a time when, you know, the, the cultural climate has shifted, maybe, maybe you don't want to see cops uh, on television acting like cops do currently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the only thing I'm going to miss is like, who, who's who on Springfield live PD today? Who do I recognize? <laughs> exactly. Hey, I, <laughs> Hey, there goes Hawk's car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, or, or you know, just just pulling a th- say a randomly out of thin air there, but that that's not hawk driving. What the hell? Oh, that's normal. <laughs> so yeah, so but destroying the footage of a of a murder by a cop yeah. that, that's pretty shitty. Yeah, it is real shitty. That's guilty right there. Seems like it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Destiny 2, the video game, revealed plans for their next three years, which is crazy because nobody's playing that game right now. Don't know why they think they're going to be playing it three years from now. Including new expansions in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Bungie confirms they have no plans whatsoever to make a Destiny 3. Well, that's good because nobody's playing your Destiny 2 again, like I said. so Good for them figuring out not to invest resources into something that nobody wants. Hasn't <laughs> Destiny two been out for like two years now? Yeah, or longer. Yeah, yeah. What what are they what are they expanding <laughs> it for? I don't know. They, they just you know <laughs> throwing good money after bad. Uh, They're like even we don't know. Yeah, I think I and that's the problem. We I can't really speak to that because I, it, it makes no sense, does it? <laughs> it hurts my head. <laughs> it does. It hurts. My, <laughs> it, it hurts my heart more than anything. <laughs> uh, anybody? Any Mad Magazine fans? Did anybody? grow up with Um, a magazine i you know i know i'm I'm pretty young compared to you joey but i did i did have mad and cracked both like i used to get those as easter gifts my easter bag (laughs) because nothing nothing says like the arrival of spring like mad magazine (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah brad and i both used to get those at least i know i got them more i'm not sure if brad quite remembers you were younger but I remember getting mad. I never got cracked magazines. I always liked cracked a little more, but go ahead, Joey. Well, I was just going to say, I, uh, Kenny, how about you? Because I know that's kind of in our wheelhouse, our old age. Did you ever I, get the mad magazines? When I was, when I was young, uh, of, um, some of the older kids got mad magazine and they would kind of hand them down to me. I was a, I was more of a fan of the uh, Spy versus. Spy yeah, spy yeah. That, yep. that was always like my favorite thing. The rest of it was kind of like, you know, whatever. You know, I I didn't I didn't care for it one way or another. Right. But I do like the spy versus spy. There was uh there's one thing that has always stuck with me. It's one of my favorite things I ever read out of Mad Magazine, and it was uh a sec it was like a two page thing, and it was like updating Star Wars for the future. 
And one of the things was have Han, have Han Solo and Lando Calrissian face some Pulp Fiction style torture, and you see them tied up with gag balls in their mouth, and Darth Vader's in the background saying, "Bring out the gimp." Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty great. Well, the, the reason I ask, Al Jaffe, the legendary cartoonist behind Mad Magazine, the fold-ins, you know, the back cover, you'd always fold it in, and it would look yeah. like a picture of one thing, and then it would make something typically, you know. Yeah, something that looks like Pee Wee Herman jerking or, off. Or, yeah, or something something a little more risque, I guess. And he, he did the uh, snappy answers to stupid questions feature in the magazine. He is officially retiring at the young age of 99 years old. Wow. wow. Jaffe was one of, if not the longest working cartoonist in American comics. He began his career in the 1940s with Timely and Atlas Comics, which became eventually Marvel Comics. And he's worked at Mad Magazine since 1955. Wow. I didn't know they were still making magazines. They have recently. I know they've got another one coming out. In the near future, like this week or next week, but yeah, they're not they, as frequent as they used to be. No, they're not, and they're more of a collector's item. Like there's not as big yeah, a run of collector. Them. Yep. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, find they're them at, they're more scarce anymore. Yeah, you don't find them at the grocery store as your parents are grocery shopping, standing mm-hmm. at the magazine wrap reading Mad magazines. NASCAR, speaking of reacting to culture, NASCAR has banned the Confederate flag from its events and from its properties, the racetracks where NASCAR runs. Um, I saw that there was a driver who said that, uh, I don't have his name because I don't care, but there was a driver who who said that he's going to retire at the end of the season because they aren't going to fly his flag, his Confederate flag, and NASCAR responded on social media and said, dude, we had to look you up. Go ahead and retire because we don't hand out participation trophies anyway, or something along those lines. It was it was pretty hilarious. Oh, <laughs> like take your racist self and just go ahead and retire from NASCAR. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, so I don't watch NASCAR. Is there a lot of Confederate flags around? I think I, th- I think for NASCAR, this is less about how, how many Confederate flags there are and more about trying to get more mainstream because they've been trying for decades to break out of their, we're just a bunch of Southern good old boys racing around the track. They're trying to break out of that. And so by saying we're not going to have the Confederate flags, I think it's more, it's not because there were a lot of Confederate flags as much as it's like, look, we're addressing a big issue and we're trying to get away from the perception that, again, we're just a bunch of white, redneck, good old boys from the South driving in circles, you know. Yeah, we actually, yeah, we have opinions about what's happening now. and Yeah. Not well, about. It blew my mind. I didn't know there was a black NASCAR driver. Yeah, there's and one. He's gonna be. Yeah, he's gonna be driving the Black Lives Matter car. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. NASCAR's come a long way. <laughs> well, they want you to think <laughs> so. <laughs> they want you to think that. We'll see how. Yeah, how that works out for them. Which you know, with with the pandemic and stuff, this might be the good time to do it because if people decide, well, we're not going to show up to the races. You just look at the crowd and you're just like, oh, well, nobody's there because they don't want to catch the COVID or whatever. So it's a kind of a good way yeah. to mask any kind of backlash from it, I guess. Well, if they have too many issues, just offer a 25 cent beer night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll make people forget they're racist for at least a couple hours. Yeah. Until, <laughs> until it really kicks in and then they become the drunk racist. Yeah. Then you kick their asses. Yeah. 
On today's PlayStation event, Sony announced the follow-up to 2018's best game, Spider-Man. While no date was given, it's expected that this holiday season, Spider-Man Miles Morales will be a PlayStation-exclusive launch title for the PlayStation 5. I was going to wait to get a PlayStation or Xbox, the new ones, because I was just going, I'll wait till there's a game out there that's worth getting, but... uh, the Spider-Man game that Sony put out a couple years ago was fantastic, and if that's going to be a launch title for PlayStation 5, then uh, unfortunately we're going to be ponying up a few hundred for a PlayStation 5 this Christmas, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's similar to the... looks like it's just like basically like a continuation from the first one. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a sequel with Miles as the star instead of Peter Parker. I haven't bought any kind of gaming system since the GameCube. Wow, I know that's that's the OG though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I don't think. Did you buy the GameCube or was that purchased for you by your parents? Did you get Actually, that for my, Did you get my, that for an dad, Easter gift? Or? <laughs> yeah, it was like a 2004 gift from my dad. He got me that Resident Evil 4 and Nine Inch Nails with teeth. Nice. I remember that birthday. It was a nice birthday. Sounds like it. <laughs> so, but yeah, at the same time, like a successful like, birthday. Yeah, I, I had a lot of friends that had. You know, PlayStations. My brother had a PlayStation too. I I uh, had friends that had Xboxes and Xbox Ones and whatnot. So I've never really had to purchase anything for myself. But now that I live on my own, and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven's cre- getting oh so close getting to being released, it's yeah. it's it's like, what do I do? What do I get? Yeah, because I really want to play that game. Yeah. The last game console I had was that PS2, by the way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we suck. It's okay. That's all right. Not everything is everybody's <laughs> cup of tea. And Too much of a cheat to keep up with gaming. Yeah. yeah and to add to the PlayStation yeah. um, event, they announced both of the consoles, mm-hmm. uh, one digital console and then one to play the physical copy, so you have two choices, which I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, I know that uh, Xbox has been going to that towards the end of the Xbox One life cycle. They've got a digital-only version and then a disc version as well. So, Yeah, and they've if also it, announced the it knocks a couple bucks Horizon off. game as well. Yeah, they they announced a few others. The Spider Man one was the one that jumped out to me as the uh, yeah, as the oh shit the Horizon, game. and then there was also obviously NBA two K right tw- uh, twenty one. There's an also, another Odd World game, another <laughs> yeah, and uh, Resident <laughs> Evil as well. Yeah, Village. Resident Evil eight, I think. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff. We're getting closer to the next console generation. And, oh, and, and I think it's backwards compatible too to PlayStation Four games. Yeah, for many of them, there'll, yeah. there'll be a few After hiccups in there. Sold all their old games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's say, what Kenny? the digital digital consoles for. Yeah, right. Were you going to say something, Kenny? Oh no, I, I was just laughing because, like, on both of those stories. Uh, all day since early this morning, I guess when it was announced or whatever, both of those. The people have been sending me messages like, "Oh my God, check this out!" Blah blah. I'm sitting there like, "That's cool." I I don't play video games. I haven't <laughs> played video games for like 25 years. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But hey, you're excited? Fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, "You play Fortnite?" Like, uh, yeah, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys talk about your game systems. I bought a Sega Genesis. Ooh. And that nice. was in 99 or 2000 or something like that. But that's the last time I played any video games. So. Yeah. Tristan and I were talking yesterday about whether or not we still had our N64s tucked away somewhere. Uh, it's somewhere. I'm yeah. sure it still works. It's another great oh, yeah. console. Yep. And finally, Frito-Lay has announced that officially they are making a new Cheetos product called Flamin' Hot Pepper Pepper Puffs. <laughs> Boy, say that five times fast. <laughs> it features the classic puffy Cheetos recipe formed into a pepper shape, and then the treats are doused in a new Flamin' Hot formula that the company claims is its hottest ever. Mm. Flamin' Hot so. Pepper Pepper Puffs. Sounds like something to eat on letter, Kenny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that old Adam Sandler song? Uh, made a millionaire out of Mr. Frito Lay. Made a fat motherfucker out of me. I don't. No? Keep, oh, no. keep singing it, though. No. I might catch it. I d- that's the only words that I know. <laughs> oh, okay. It's with me. So, right. like, every time I eat Frito Lay, I'm just like, yep, I'm doing it. Try, <laughs> sing it one more time. I, I, may, I may catch it again. Try it again one more time. Oh, no. I'm, okay. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, then I certainly don't know what you're talking about. Then, if you're not going to sing, oh, you, you you didn't actually hear it. No, I, I I was trying to scroll down and I missed the first part of it. Go ahead and sing it again. Oh, made a millionaire out of Mr. <laughs> Frito Lay, made a fat fucker out of me. Yeah, I just Woo. made that shit up. I heard it the first time. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Every week we ask you to tell us what you think are the top stories. Caleb Smothers over on Facebook, he's been sending in at least one story a week for the last uh, month or so. I bet. He sent us this yeah. one today. This one, uh, yeah, I saw this one. I thought about including it myself, so I'm glad Caleb sent it, so I didn't have to. Uh, it says here the United. Sp- you try that again. The United States Space Force. Can was, you try that again? The United States Space Force <laughs> was only announced two years ago and has yet to engage in any military operations. But the latest branch of the U.S. Armed Forces already stands to lose in its first battle to Netflix's Space Force. I have, you know, I have seen a commercial for Space Force, though. I don't remember what I was watching, but I saw an ad for Space Force, like one of those recruitment ads, and I thought that was fucking hilarious because there's nothing... Really? Yes. I I haven't even heard of it. Oh, yeah. I I do, too, and I thought it was, like, for a comedy Yes, I know. (laughs) It's both. It's not very well done. No, but it's, 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 you know, you've seen, like, the Marines ads and the Navy ads and shit they run on TV every, you know, especially, like, around football games and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was an ad for the Space Force, and it was just like, what the fuck? Their official website. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) <laughs> the uh, but the but Netflix the streaming service premiered its new sci-fi comedy series Space Force on May 29th. The show's name has no relation to the U.S. military, which oh, ju- which is just I mean it's only been in the last little bit. They just unveiled their flag a couple weeks ago, uh, but because of the common name, the United States Space Force first battle is probably going to be a trademark war fought in court rather than actually with lasers in space. Um, attorneys for the U.S. military have not done much of anything to secure the Space Force name as a registered trademark, whereas Netflix, because that's how they make their money, has been far more aggressive and has already locked down the rights to the name Space Force in multiple countries. 
So <laughs> fuck you, Space Force. <laughs> it doesn't That's sound great. real. <laughs> I know. It, but I'm but it is. Of course it's not real. And it's like there's an about page and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it is hard to get behind this. I mean, it's it's already the existing Air Force that we have. Right. Same personnel, same yep. materials, same everything. And then they want to ask for all these millions and billions of dollars to invest in. It's like, why? You already have personnel. You already have what you're using. And so it, it seems like a big giant joke. So, of course, why not make a comedy out of it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the, I mean, the Space Force TV show was greenlit well before space before you know our current president said, "Hey, let's make a Space Force as another branch of the Armed Forces." Which, to me, I mean, again, we have NASA, we have the Air Force. This just seems like another way to funnel some money towards some defense contractors who well, are, I mean, are nice campaign donors, and I'm sure they have stock. And- Go ahead. What are we going to do? Like attack people from space? No, like, we're going to attack just- people in space. <laughs> We're gonna fly around in our little jetpacks in space. You ever see Gundam Wing? By aliens, as far as we know. Well, that's so, because we have a robust space force. You'll never know. Yeah. Well, we do now. Well, I thought this was greenlit you, because of Trump. No, it was before. I mean, well, they they Netflix said, yeah, we're moving forward like the day after Trump announced it. But they moved forward because they already had scripts and a cast in place and production was already underway. Nice. This is hilarious. Yeah. When I saw it advertised on Netflix, I didn't watch it for days or even give it any attention because I thought it was a documentary that they were <laughs> doing to kind of promote it. Right. And I was like, the guy looks a lot like Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. Steve Carell and Lisa Kudrow and whoever else. John Malkovich is in it. I was just like, this is so interesting and odd. It's honestly <laughs> different than anything I've ever watched. And now it's Did a documentary. It really? And now it's real life. <laughs> and I love, I, I love the show. I thought it was a good show. Yeah. And in other news, our last story here comes from Grandview, West Virginia. A West Virginia woman and her husband faked her disappearance by pretending she plummeted from an overlook as part of a scheme to keep her from having to go to prison, authorities said. Julie Wheeler, Julie Wheeler and Rodney Wheeler were arrested Tuesday on multiple charges, including conspiracy and giving false information to West Virginia State Police. The state police said Julie Wheeler was reported missing Sunday by her husband and her 17-year-old son. The family claimed that Julie had fallen from the main overlook at the New River Gorge National River. The National Park Service Ranger Leah Perkowski-Sisk told the reporters. Authorities searched for Julie Wheeler for days before finding her on Tuesday alive and well and hiding in a closet in her home. A uh, a criminal complaint <laughs> said that right. yeah a criminal complaint <laughs> she to come out she she well she got dragged out of the closet I think a criminal complaint <laughs> said Rodney Wheeler and his son planted items at the Grand Overlook to fake Julie Wheeler's disappearance it's unclear whether the son will face criminal charges but guess what daddy is and mom's already going to jail so poor kid Julie Wheeler <laughs> pleaded guilty to federal health care fraud. 
Oh, fraud. Imagine that. In February, after an investigation into a pill mill clinic, she will she'll be sentenced for that charge on June 17th. I'm guessing they're just going to tack on a couple extra years. It's unclear whether the couple have an attorney who could comment on their behalf. I'm guessing they're going to have a hard time finding one. Saul Goodman. Yeah. Saul Goodman. And, you know, I'll tread delicately here because, you know, what happened with uh, the Canadians with our show. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, being that I've been all over West Virginia, the fact that they had that much of a plan and it was kind of pretty solid for uh, the most (laughs) part. For a minute. (laughs) Pretty impressive. Kind of ripped the plan off of Vertigo a little bit. We just lost three listeners in West Virginia. They just all said, fuck you, Kenny. We're done. Now, I'm sure those people are good people. I'm speaking for the truck stops, how the do hotel I get, workers. How do I get these voices to quit talking at me? I'm done listening to them. <laughs> oh, now we just lost the fourth one. Fuck. All right. We're going to have to lay off West Virginians. Well, let How about Virginians? Comment. Yeah, they're they're, they're a fair game. Yeah, Virginians <laughs> totally still fair game. Well, let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. Coming up, we're going to be talking about what are we talking about today? Ooh, we're going to be talking some Disney stuff, but not in the way you're probably expecting. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together, we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. This weekend in pop culture history, June 13th, 1983. Raise your hand if you were alive in 1983. Mm-hmm. That's about what I thought. Okay. June 13th, 1983. Uh, though it was launched in 1972, the Pioneer 10 probe crossed the orbit of Neptune and became the first man-made object to leave our solar system. And that's why we got to have a fucking space force. Right. Because hey. somebody has picked up the Pioneer 10. June 14th. Oh, well, no, you're good. J- June 14th, <laughs> 1775. The Continental Army was established by the Continental Congress, making it marking it as the birth of the United States Army, which of course would later give birth to the Space Force. Space Force. It's all it oh, all comes, comes back from- to Space Force. Yeah, it all ties together. June 14th, seventeen. June 14th, 1777, just two years later. Can we try that again? Nope. The Stars and Stripes was adopted <laughs> by Congress as the flag of the United States. So we had an army two years before we had a flag. 
Hey. That's hey. That's a lot. <laughs> June 14th, 1951. The Univac 1 was unveiled in Washington, D.C. and dedicated to who? To the people of Washington, D.C. as the world's first commercial computer. That's the one that like took up like the size of three baseball fields or some shit like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And June 14th, 1959, Disneyland's monorail system became the first daily operating monorail system in the Western Hemisphere. And it opened in Anaheim, California. We're going to talk a little bit more about Disney here in a little bit. But it's interesting if you go back and look at the history of it. Disneyland was meant to be like its own like little world, like its own little city and just odd that like that, that people were expected to live and work in Disneyland. They just happened to have people in costumes and rides there as well. It's it's an odd thing. like its own one world nation. It kind of was. Awesome. Wait a minute! Don't get all <laughs> conspiracy on us here. <laughs> Birthdays this weekend: Saturday, June the thirteenth. Actor Malcolm McDowell turns seventy-seven years old. Actor Richard. Right. Actor Richard Thomas. John Boy Walton. He turns 69 years old. Hey, 69. As, hey. as does actor Stellan Skarsgård. It's odd to hey. think those two are the same age. Act, yeah, it is. Actor, comedian Tim Allen turns 67 years old. Actress, ba-ding, we're getting people joining. Actress Ali Sheedy turns 58 years old, which makes me feel old for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know she was um, older. She's an I old lady. I... You can say it. She's an old lady. <laughs> She's an elderly person. <laughs> she gets her discount when she goes to Long John Silver. She gets her senior omelet at the IHOP. Exactly. Rivers Cuomo from Weezer turns 50 years old. That's another one that's weird. Damn, like. that is weird. Wow. Steve-O turns 46 years old. That's not weird. No, Actor Chris Evans, Captain America himself, turns 39 years old on Saturday. Nice. Mary-Kate so and, Mary and Ashley Olsen turn 34 years old. So does... That's it? Yeah, so does actress Kat Dennings. If you put those three in a room together, Kat Dennings, Mary-Kate, and Ashley Olsen, which would you think is the older? Like, they don't look like they're the same age at all. The Olsen twins no. look pretty old anymore i think yeah, yeah. they do cat dennings is pretty hot the olsen twins have lived a lot of, they've had a lot of mileage i think in the last 34 years hey hey don't say that what <laughs> that hard heavy partying man that'll age you faster than anything yeah it's true actor aaron taylor johnson turns 30 years old on hey. Sunday, June the 14th, nobody else will recognize his name but me and Kenny, actress Marla Gibbs turns 89 years old. She was, I forget her name now, but she was the uh, housekeeper for the Jeffersons. Yeah. Uh, Rosie? No. Florence. Flor yeah. Uh, no. Jetson. Yes. Yes. I'm thinking of the Jeffersons. My bad. That was the Jeffersons. No way. You're thinking of the, the Jetsons. Jetsons. Fuck. That's a whole other show. <laughs> no, she was I've not. She was not robotic. She was uh, just the just the housekeeper. Like I said, I've been drinking. My bad. Uh, ho, ho, one of the stars of The Celebrity Apprentice, Donald Trump, turned 74 years old on Sunday. Yeah, oh, yeah. him. 
actor cool. actor Will Patton turns sixty six years old. Wow, hmm. he's younger than I thought. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Boy George turns fifty nine years old. He's younger than I thought. Actress agreed. Actress Yasmin Belith turns fifty two years old. She oh uh, that yeah poor one. She has. I'm surprised she's 50 years old. So does actor Faison Love. He was the uh, department store manager in Elf and has been in a few other things as well. But he's done a lot of. Uh, he's uh, in a Favreau lot of the films. yeah a lot of the Vince Vaughn Favreau films. But uh, that's the one that I always peg him in is the six inch ribbon <laughs> curls in Elf. Yeah, I think of Made. I don't think anyone's ever seen yeah. that. But yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Screenwriter Diablo Cody turns 42 years old. Sounds about right. And actress Lucy Hale turns 31 years old. Happy birthday to those celebrating this weekend. June 14th is Flag Day, which is, I mean, whatever. I guess it's Flag Day, and it happens to be the birthday of the guy from The Celebrity Apprentice, so whatever. Yeah, Yeah, Flag Day. Is that a new thing, Flag Day? No, no. It's because back in 1777, the Stars and Stripes was adopted by Congress as the flag of the United States. If you'd been listening 10 minutes ago, <laughs> you would see that you would see the connection. I'm sorry. Well, the Curtis asked you to repeat TV. that earlier and you didn't. What was that? <laughs> so Curtis asked you to repeat that earlier and you didn't. Well, that must have been uh, the problem. I guess yeah. that's my fault that you weren't paying attention. All right. Well, congratulations <laughs> yeah. to everybody who is celebrating this weekend. You can find this day in pop culture, birthdays, national days, and more every weekday, Monday through Friday, at popgoestheculture.com. So our discussion topic this week, and it's going to turn into a poll question as well. Our discussion topic is this. Disney parks are opening, have opened. They're phasing their opening going. Um, This week on social media, uh, in light of the Black Lives Matter protests and other things, there's been some discussion about a couple of Disneyland uh, rides or attractions, I guess is the better word, Splash Mountain and the Haunted Mansion. They don't quite fit the times anymore. Splash Mountain still has vestiges of the Song of the South movie that Disney never even released on VHS or DVD because it's so damn racist. Um, and then the Haunted Mansion Ooh. is part of that whole antebellum, you know, uh, very much a whitewashed version of history with the Haunted Mansion as well. So folks have been talking about maybe it's time for Disney to rebrand some of those attractions because they've done that in the past with other attractions. They've said, oh, it was this. And now it's, you know, this, it, you know, whatever the case might be. They've turned, you know, all the small world shit, all the different stuff at like Epcot, you know, with all the different uh different cultures into like, Oh, well this is Moanaville now. And this is frozen land. And this is, you know, so people said maybe Disney should rebrand some of their attractions just to kind of modernize them. And, you know, they've got some things they've got, they own Pixar. So you see some Pixar themed attractions. They own Lucasfilm. And of course they've opened the big star Wars galaxy's edge thing. Not a big Fox presence, partly because Fox was the most recent, Disney acquisition other than the avatar thing at Disneyland. There's not a lot of Fox stuff at Disneyland. So the question this week, our discussion is now that Disney owns Fox, what Fox property, what Fox, you know, license would you like to see added as an attraction at a Disney park? And it can be either, you know, 
rebranding a current attraction or it can be something wholly new that you would like to see added so that's kind of the open discussion what we'll do is we'll talk about it that we'll pick the four that we like best and that will be our pop quiz for this next week so whoever wants to lead the way i know some of y'all have done some a lot of research and thinking on this and others of us uh, have not so i'll let some of y'all who have done a lot of thinking uh take over the discussion from here okay one curtis has an idea that he stole from me already, but I've got another one. We both uh, came up with it mutually, but it's okay. I pitched ahead, it to go. you, and then you stole it. But anyway, well, uh, if they're well, looking I, to I, do away with Haunted Mansion, okay. I think maybe they should, they should in its place, instead of Haunted Mansion, they should put in a Simpsons-themed Treehouse of Horror Ooh. ride or area. So turning the Haunted Mansion into like a Treehouse of Horror. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Because, you know, you can get away with a lot of parodies in that, too. To right. Yeah. Cool. That's a good idea. Okay. So, I'm glad somebody put some thought into this. Curtis, what'd you steal yeah. from Brad? Okay. So I didn't <laughs> steal. We, we sat drunk, and I don't know if we, I think I might have been drunk. At, uh, what was <laughs> you it? were drunk. Wild I things. was being serious. Um, so we kind of came up with this idea about. What about Planet of the Apes? Right. You know, I thought of that. You, you could do whatever you wanted with that. You can have, you can go in as like, it's a new attraction. You can go in as a human. You get hunted down by the apes. You get thrown into a cage. You have to plan your own escape and this and that. Or if you wanted to, you can sign up and play one of the apes and you can capture other park guests. And I don't know. I, I don't know that that would work so much. I think they would want to <laughs> keep uh, park employees as the ones doing the pursuit. Just well, my true. guess. The, the, I mean, it's just we did night. mention there was alcohol. Like, yeah, there was well, alcohol. I mean, you would have park employees walking to make sure you don't go overboard so you don't have like a Stanford prison experiment going on. Right. But um, this is my idea. I'm going to go ahead and claim this as my own. And once I say it, you'll be like, yeah, that's a Curtis before, idea. Before you, get to, before you get to that, Curtis, we should point out that we were both adamant that it had to be the original 60s Planet of the Apes. Yeah, look. none of this remake stuff. Like it has to be like the costumes from the, <laughs> the, costumes. the rubber masked apes. Well, that's yeah. about the that's about the only way you could do it because all the rest were <laughs> yeah. digital. So unless you have some you know very, some real nice, real you know accurate <laughs> biologically right. accurate monkey suits, um, it's almost going to have to be the '60s version. Do you have this ride? Because I I think your your ideas are are cool. I think it would be cool if it was like the Jurassic Park ride in Orlando. Well, the, like I said, you can do the the hunting. You can even go on like, you can watch like ape jousting and all this stuff, but one of the, <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you get, okay, listen, you get like your mom. No, hold on. He's map. being serious you, now, guys. Listen. You, you <laughs> have really put some thought into this. <laughs> you get your map, and all you see is like the main Planet of the Apes attraction. But, there are rumors and if you look around, you can possibly find an entrance into beneath the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and it's a restaurant <laughs> bar style for the adults to kind of get away for a little bit. And you're served by these weird human people who every hour on the hour start singing to a nuclear warhead with mouse heads by <laughs> with mouse ears. <laughs> and then they pull their faces off to reveal that they're a bunch of mutants. And then they go back to serving you your steak and beer. 
and that <laughs> nice and that is the closes the nuke going. Yeah, so. every night when they close, the nuke goes off, and then like, all right, get the hell out of here, we're done. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask you what your other idea is. <laughs> I was also thinking, that's in it. addition to like this whole thing, there should be a roller coaster called the Icarus One that ends with them crashing into the water, like a uh, <laughs> yeah, like a fire like in the, the hole esque. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can do whatever you want with that. There's even because you know they went to war. How many times you can have your own sort of like paintball style jousting war? You know, kind of it'd be interesting. I get the feeling you just want to joust or see some jousting, <laughs> or see some people just <laughs> randomly stake pull their faces off and reveal that they're mutants. But you know, deep down, they're employees that have mutant masks on and then masks that look like themselves over it. So you know, they're like dying of heat exhaustion. That sounds <laughs> awfully hot. <laughs> And I don't know that you want to hide the place where you're going to expect people to go to serve them things. I, you know, that's... Well, no, like the, the main attraction is the Planet of the Apes. You have to find beneath the Planet of the Apes. It's just like yeah, it I could be a random. I, I don't, oh, I don't, what is this exit? If you're too? expecting, if you're going to pay employees and you're expecting them to make revenue for the park, I don't think you want to hide the uh, underground, the entrance yeah, I think to that's beneath part of the, the planet. Like, yeah. like maybe the map is like layered with Easter eggs that like, Oh, this means something. And then you follow the clue and you find beneath the planet of the apes. All right. Well, if you enter the forbidden zone, that's where the, the entrance to beneath the planet of the apes. Yeah, pretty much. You see a bunch of statues crying blood. It's you, you've made it. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so ra- <laughs> no, rather than to continue idea. to work out the logistics on this one, let's see what other <laughs> ideas are out there. Work out. Hold on. <laughs> you guys work on I it. Have and get one us other back. idea. You Who guys got work? one more. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Did you? The apes, and that is, if you got in trouble at the park and you got taken into security, you would be put into a cage, and then park employees dressed in apes would throw tomatoes at you. <laughs> so it's a choice. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's kind of like throwing a little bit of uh renaissance fair in there but with apes okay moving on <laughs> next <laughs> that's so, somebody follow that yeah <laughs> well i didn't put that much thought into it i just i just made a list of what attractions that i thought were a good idea you know that's okay we can work we can we can work these out <laughs> we've got some we got some mental giants here on the podcast with us we can figure out how to make these work i'm sure <laughs> so i thought um night at the museum would be a good like Ooh, attraction yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. You yeah, could, you could replace so that, that the haunted mansion with that. You know, yeah, right. That's a yep. good one. Um, so like going way back, like an old animated movie, but Fern Gully do something like rainforest wise. That would be kind of cool. Um, anything, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the old school, yeah, uh, live action yeah, ones. Yeah. I don't know if you can with that now. I think Paramount. Bought all the rights to all that, but it's a good idea. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Ice Age, do something with that. Yeah. Oh, I think it would be good for the kiddos. Yep. Yeah, that'd be good for you know replacing Splash Mountain or something. I yeah. kind of had an idea for it like Splash a falling thing. Oh, good God! <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Escape <laughs> from Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> you can do that for the uh, what's the tower? They have the tower thing out there anyway, don't they? What is it? The haunt, yeah, it's not the haunted tower, but you know, the... why not? Just you know, you have to go through a diehard situation to save your loved one. <laughs> yeah, diehard was on my list. 
Okay. Escape from Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. All right, fair enough. Oh, it's almost like I'm piggybacking off the Nakatomi idea, where like at the end of the ride, you have your stunt double haunt go out the window on wires. <laughs> or it could be like one of those, like the one of those swing rides or something, you know, where they put you in the harness right. and then like shove you out, or and then you just kind of swing around. Yeah, you'd be like a little zip line or something. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, why not? It's, it's it's no worse than arresting people and throwing tomatoes at them. So I mean, one hundred percent behind that idea. That's a great idea. Like if you were like a nuisance, why not? <laughs> Dustin, what else did you have? Please tell me you had more. Um, I had one more. Uh, it's a, also kind of a old animated movie, Robots. Oh right. yeah, Robots. Yeah, you say that'd old. Like that's a, gonna be, that'd that'd be like, like ten years old. One. That's not when you say an old movie, and then you're bringing up stuff from like the 2010s. That kind of scares me. How old are you again? Uh, I'm 29. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. You could, you could be my son, Dustin. Yeah. What? Uh, Kenny, did sure. you have, Kenny, did you have any thoughts? on Fox properties that like I was thinking, you know, along the same lines as like the Simpsons, because that's a no brainer moneymaker, but I was thinking more of it. Like it being more set up kind of like how the star Wars is done where you could visit, like you could go eat at, you know, or go shopping at, you know, like the, the quickie Mart and you could go to, like uh visit the different you know places in the town and so it'd be more like spring, yeah. it'd be like set up like springfield of, uh, you just have springfield yeah. like a, a galaxy's edge type of spring yeah i was thinking something like that would be nice and it'd be good for selling lots of merch in there and stuff too but and then i was kind of thinking shift at the power plant yeah, just you could do fun stuff like that. But then I was thinking, like, Night of the Museum would be cool. But my idea for it would be to have someone that kind of looked like Robin Williams' character riding a horse, and he goes with you through the entire thing. Yep. And each of the different things you're coming into, he interacts with that, maybe gives you a little lesson or something, you know, something. You know, something like that, or having something similar, but having it be in Deadpool and mm-hmm. having a Deadpool character like each thing you go through, he's like, he's fucking something up in it, or he's, you know, just doing something, he's cracking jokes the whole way through it, and just, you know, something that's fun, light, and keeps you visually entertained. Right I almost think they should have the Deadpool guy, like he's a park employee who randomly shows up in various parts of the park he shouldn't be in. So, like, he pops up in Galaxy's Edge and I was thinking that places. Too. Yeah, breaking so like that fourth he could, wall. He could do his show, but then when he's not doing his show, he goes to the other shows and pops in from time to time. <laughs> there you go. What about you, Joey? What do you got? Um, that's right. I was trying to think. I mean, you guys have gotten you know a, a lot of stuff there to to work through here, <laughs> a lot to deal with here. Um, yeah, I I think a couple of them. I mean, obviously, you can integrate you know 
the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, the Deadpool with your existing Marvel stuff. So that's not... I mean, they're opening like an Avengers campus or whatever. You could open a Professor's X, you know, a mansion or something. But that doesn't... I mean, that's kind of low-hanging fruit. That doesn't excite me a whole lot. I think you could do something with... If I was going to do something, I would figure out how to work the aliens and the predators pieces into the park. And I know it would be hard on a Disney Disney family park, but I think you could do something. A hunting preserve. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, And if you're going to play the predator, you have to register as a predator. Wow. Oh. Sorry. But Curtis, you're done talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think but I think the low hanging fruit really though, if you if Disney was gonna do something and you could you could would really focus on just doing this like in the holiday time, which is I know a big time for them. Uh but you've got to do something home alone related, it feels like. You know, with all the traps and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, could that, almost make the haunted mansion into the McAllister house. Yeah, something like that. Where just you know, just a little exterior facelift, and then do some stuff inside where it's it's no longer the haunted mansion. It's the you know Home Alone, and you've got you know cast members as the wet bandits or something trying to get through the house. And you know, as you're going through it, Kevin's always you never really actually see him. He's always like a couple of steps ahead of you, and you know, of course, you know, you would spring traps and stuff as part of the ride or whatever. Um, the other one that I don't know that they're going to do anything with this because it's not a major franchise, but it feels like if you're going to do something for the holidays, you got to do something with Independence Day. If that's if your programming count, if your programming counter seasonal, if Home Alone is something you do in the in the Christmas holiday time, then Independence Day is definitely something you got to do like in leading up to and right around the Fourth of July. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe you tie those in with the aliens and the predators. Maybe you just have like a weird alien thing going on you could have like a a flight simulator area where you're like in the final battle from the first movie or something yeah you could do something like that or i mean there's so many different things you could could bring bill pullman out every fourth of july and he just does the speech and collects a check and goes home yeah (laughs) for a few more years until he's no longer able to do so Um, (laughs) but yeah i mean yeah it feels like there's a lot to do with the whole sci-fi thing whether it's aliens or predators or independence day you know they've got Star Wars, the whole Galaxy's Edge thing, but it feels like they could lean into some of the other, you know, some of the Fox sci-fi stuff. Right. What out about, of, all, out uh, of all those, though, I mean, we can still we can keep keep throwing more ideas out, but we're gonna have to start whittling them down at some point. So unless there's a diamond hiding out here, we're probably gonna. Yeah, that's start why I haven't really spoken a whole lot, just because I don't, I'm not super familiar with what. Fox owns just because I don't know. I just watch the stuff. I don't really pay attention. Right. They own my- Family Guy. You got any ideas to flush out some of the ones that are already on the list? Oh, let me think. Let me s- let's see what's on the list. Because I feel like I I feel like um, Ice Age would be like a really good addition to like the kids area of the park. Right. And so and robots could be like a really interesting roller coaster. Um, like roller coaster ride that's like inside, you know those. Um, I don't know. They're the, those exist, right? But like that's also semi a simulation. I don't know. Um, because I remember the part in the robots movie where they're just like riding on the 
thing. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I remember a very specific. It's, it's very futuristic, so it would be kind of <laughs> cool to have some kind of uh, yeah. ride ride for that. Yeah. What about on the adult side? On the adult side, let's well, see. it's still fucking <laughs> Disneyland, Curtis. You're wanting that you you keep looking for I something. Like, <laughs> Disneyland like, or World. You want, he, want, he wants to escape Either from way, Plaza. Yeah, I was gonna say it's still gonna be. <laughs> I, I'm know. really I'm really gung ho on my Planet of the Apes. You PKA, motherfucker. You know what? <laughs> would be cool to have like Planet of the Apes one would have to be more like the Jurassic Park ride right. um, at Universal. I mean, they'll they'll have it. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I mean that'll happen. <laughs> I mean, clearly they're listening. They're gonna make it after the wonderful <laughs> ideas we've thrown out there. They've just gotta, you know, what we haven't touched on. It's gonna be a Disney Plus series, and Fox Plus. owns the film rights as the no, Percy Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Yeah, it feels like you talked you could, about that. Yeah, it feels like you could do a you know take Splash Mountain, turn that into Olympus or something, and yeah, do something yeah, with Percy I mean, Jackson related. Well, and that's something that's like a big part of like people's childhood, but is also like something that they still love going into adulthood. And you know, so right. so that would be a really interesting um, thing to add to the park. Yeah, seeing TMNT on this list, and I think having a Ninja Turtles dojo would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's on the list because we mentioned it, but it, they don't own the rights to it. Yeah, well, then why the hell is it on the list? Because it was mentioned. Old- yeah, and the old '90s one—that's when Fox yeah. made. Yeah, them. I mean, but Fox made the original Batman movie. Yeah, it would be—it would be cool because you added you—you you added Maze Runner. Um, it yeah. would be cool to have like a, just a maze in yeah uh, in Disney World because like I don't know I don't think they have. So- and that's why that's why I thought it was the <laughs> museum because it's more like interactive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's more. You could do exhibits that like come to life, kind of like the Hall of Presidents or whatever that shit used to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're putting the maze in. I want an axe being Jack Torrance. I'm pretty sure they won't do that in Disney World. Um, also picked up. Also picked up from Fox. Alvin and the Chipmunks. It feels like they would do something with that at Disney World. I mean, it feels mm-hmm. like a no-brainer. Um, Chronicles of Narnia was a Fox property that disney now owns i could totally see so cool yeah having a you know yeah a hidden cupboard that you open the door and you go into narnia um yeah that would be a cool experience speed the ride (laughs) yep a runaway bus (laughs) (laughs) you got a holographic it's a a uh, simulation telling you you can't go under 80 miles an hour yeah uh diary of a wimpy kid uh, that feels like something that that Disney could do something with as well. The one that I'm glad Hawk's not here because we totally forgot about it was uh, Firefly and Serenity. That, oh, nice. that feels like something yeah. that they could do something with. I, I don't care for them, but I know that's a big deal with that's the, it. Yeah. Uh, X Files is a Fox property. That is. Yeah. That would be cool for the adult. Right. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think <laughs> what you would do with X Files <laughs> other than get abducted or just get creeped out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they would uh, give you an open case file and send you. Yeah, on. do like an ex- do like an escape room where you're like one like an FBI agent. Yeah, to figure to get, it out. Get out, kind of like a haunted mansion or something. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I feel so, like they can get clever with these things and not just do the same things over and over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that's like why I feel like my Planet of the Apes pitch was pretty Would you you just, know, interesting. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about Cocoon? You could do something with Cocoon. <laughs> you, could, you could have... You could have you know, uh, cast yeah, members. Yeah, you could have Brimley come in and do a Q&A. <laughs> you could have crew members as old people, you know, walking around, <laughs> jumping in the pool, and then they come out and they're kind of like that Six Flags guy, you know, the dancing lady that was dressed as the old guy for the Six Flags uh, commercials back in the, I don't know, 10 years ago or more now. What about, you know, PCU Land or something? I mean, that was yeah, a 20th Century not. Fox movie. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Well, probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. We're not going to protest. <laughs> that was the whole movie's point. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure I said wasn't, I'm pretty sure I said Kurt wasn't allowed to talk anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were. All right. So let's start. <laughs> Where's Tara? Uh, get this going. Yeah, she needs to uh, get all of her. Something about Narnia. We got that on there. All right. Well, let's see. So let's start. We we haven't fleshed out all of these, and that's not going to be the poll question. The we had fun with the discussion, but the poll question is: which Fox property do you feel like uh, you would want you would want to see added to a Disney park? So we've got The Simpsons, we've got Planet of the Apes, Night at the Museum, Fern Gully, Ice Age. Die Hard, Robots, Aliens, Predators, Home Alone, Independence Day, Percy Jackson, Alvin and the Chipmunks, X-Files, Chronicles of Narnia, Maze Runner, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Speed, Serenity, slash Firefly, I guess you'd call it Firefly, uh, or Cocoon, <laughs> just because, why the fuck not? So let's find As long more. as it's not Speed Cruise Control, I think. For our oh, no, it'd be a boat. It'd be, it would not be a bus. It'd be a boat. Oh no! So we can let's take that off the list, and let's take Cocoon off too, because I'm pretty sure we don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah. we want that. Nobody. <laughs> let's, let's give a ride as disappointing as the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> narrowing that down by a couple. What else is there? Anything else that you think is like, nah? Let's take that off. Or is there anything on the other side that you're like, well, that seems like it's a winner. I think you know. Is there is there one of these properties that you feel like, okay, well, that's clearly they could do something with that, and it fits. Disney and it would make sense. Not Either at the museum. Not to mention uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror or just like Simpsons World, like Springfield. Yeah. I think. So, yeah. So Simpsons feels definitely like that. Yeah. I'm not big on the Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's just kind of my thing, though. I know yeah. that's something that they would do. Right. So I feel like that's kind that's, of a given. That would probably be more so like them just walking around in their outfits. In like costume. They do like goofy, yeah. Go- yeah, and goofy and Mickey like that. But yeah, that's, mascotty. Well, that's what I could see, but yeah, not making an attraction out of it. Okay. So if we did something with Simpsons, probably it would probably be like Star Wars, like Galaxy's Edge, or they would build a Springfield and they would have multiple attractions in it. Um, so that feels like, like a hit and, like a hit and run section. Uh, that'd be awesome. No. Have like a Mo- <laughs> well, you'd have Moe's Tavern. You could have your Moe's Tavern. So there's where your adults can hang go. out. Yeah. yeah, you go to the power plant. You catch the ball game. You know, whatever. Different stuff. Treehouse of Horror would be in there. Oh, they can do a hit and run like bumper carts. There you go. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> All right. So Simpsons, I think we feel like that would make sense. Uh, what else? Uh, Planet of the Apes, Night at the Museum. I- Go ahead. I'm totally for the Planet of the Apes. I'm, I think Brad is. Are you? Maybe. <laughs> really? I, <laughs> I mean, you can. I would have never known. Planet of the Apes yeah. idea. 
I mean, you can do a lot with that. I mean, even with what I said, you can do so much. You can even do a bumper cars with Planet of the Apes, but they are like on horses, bumper horses or something. I mean, there's so much they can mine from it because it is kind of a sci-fi property even, that did like, kind you, of you could strip on everything. Strip away all the crazy ideas that Curtis and I had and just pitch it as a Planet of the Apes themed Renaissance style, like Renaissance fair sort of right. deal. Yeah. Well, I think if you went with that whole either that or went with the Jurassic Park theme to it, I think that's that yeah, that be could. kind of a fun little interactive thing. Yeah. Right. So we've got Simpsons and Planet of the Apes that we feel pretty strongly about. I know Dustin is lobbying for Night at the Museum. That feels like something <laughs> that would be Disney that Disney would do something with. They would have a Yeah, that would be that would be a fun little thing, and I feel like that's definitely Disney. Yeah, I feel do like, like that idea. I feel like that that's yeah, the, um, up that's Disney's sporty. alley. Yeah. All right. So, so with that in mind, we have three. We have Simpsons. We have Planet of the Apes. We have Night at the Museum. We need to find one more out of these winners of ideas that we have suggested to us. Let's start whittling <laughs> stuff down. Rather than picking the one we do like, let's start getting rid of the stuff we think no. So we've got Fern Gully, Ice Age. No. I mean, I'm going to say this now. Isn't Avatar a uh, Fox property? Yes, and they already have an Avatar they're, land. And that's yeah, the more successful. That's yeah. the more successful Fern Gully. So <laughs> right, that's the big budget Fern Gully. <laughs> yes, it is a bit so, of a duplication of resources. So we'll we'll drop Fern Gully off for now. So we've yeah. got Ice Age, Die Hard, Robots, Aliens, Predators, Home Alone, Independence Day, Percy Jackson, Alvin and the Chipmunks. X-Files, Chronicles of Narnia, Maze Runner, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Firefly. Take Firefly off. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. that's pretty niche. <laughs> that's, I mean, I know there are some passionate fans, yeah. but there's not a lot of them. I would, I would, if they managed to make it work, I would enjoy that, but I don't see it really happening. Yeah. What were you I saying, also Kenny? don't see X-Files. Yeah. What were you saying, Kenny? I just said I, I think Diary of a Wimpy Kid's kind of Nitchy too, yeah. you know. Kind of wimpy. Yeah. Kind of wimpy. <laughs> okay, well, let's drop that off. And then I think to what Brad was saying, I think we could probably eliminate X Files. I think we could probably eliminate Independence Day. We could probably el- right. eliminate Aliens and Predators. We could probably eliminate Die Hard because, again, we're talking Disney. So, yeah. of the properties that are most Disney esque, go ahead. I would also say, uh, robots just because it is like it's not a newer um, it, it was yeah it was one movie it was not a franchise it's not a yeah it was great but i don't think they'll like bring it back this late you know yeah <laughs> yeah so, so what right. we're looking at then is we're looking at for this last spot we're looking at ice age home alone percy jackson alvin and the chipmunks chronicles of narnia and maze runner and as much fun as Home Alone would be, that's pretty much one season that you get that yeah. to use that. Yeah. So let's drop that. Right. Now, for me, don't see Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay, hold yeah, on. Really- Try it again. I, I, okay, I, I didn't catch all that. Was that was it Brad that just spoke? <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know who all was speaking. I had a kind of a lag in my ear, but yeah, uh, I was saying Alvin and the Chipmunks. Like, I don't see that being. Anything beyond just people dressed up as the chipmunks walking around like you have Mickey and Goofy and right. stuff. 
yeah, I don't see an, an attraction beyond just mascots. You're probably right. Uh, uh, who else had a thought there? I know there was a couple people speaking. That's uh, why. Hey, Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. Well, I was thinking, I was kind of lobbying for the Percy Jackson just because you could add a lot of theatrics to it and a lot of fighting. Bring, and- yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff. So visually, it would be an amazing thing to witness as you were going through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, had like the, the same way the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Had like the gods of Percy Jackson taking on the gods from like, you know? I think, I think right now um, it would make more sense to have Chronicles of Narnia than Percy Jackson because for Percy Jackson, we don't have anything that's iconic to um, show. Like we have the dumb movies, but again, they're dumb. And like, <laughs> they're, not, they're not widely acclaimed. They're not considered to be like childhood, like good, defining, right? And the TV yeah, show hasn't come out yet. TV show, so I feel like they would wait until we had, the, yeah. uh, if it's good, the iconic stuff. And I think um, too, with with Percy Jackson too, is you also because you're talking, uh, you know, a Greek mythology, though it's more modernized. You 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 currently have Hercules at Disney. If you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna play in yeah. the Greek mythology, why not just play with that? Especially if you're talking about doing a live action version of that. So really, yeah. we so let's eliminate Percy Jackson. We're down to Ice Age, Maze Runner, and Chronicles of Narnia. I feel like of those three, I mean, if you pit Chronicles of Narnia head to head with Maze Runner, just looking at book sales and movie successes, I feel like we can drop Maze Runner. Yeah. Maze Runner isn't really a cash grabber. It sounds like it could be potentially a fun attraction, but it's right. it's not gonna be a money. And I think there right. would be I think there would be issues with the recognition. Like Simpsons is clear. Well, you know, I I know what I'm getting right. into and I know it's a Fox property that Disney has. Planet of the Apes, you know what you're getting into. Night at the Museum, you know what to expect. I feel like um yeah, Maze Runner, it's kinda like, Oh yeah, those were some books and then they did some movies that nobody saw. That's right. <laughs> so kind of keeping with that theme if we if we're down to Ice Age and Chronicles of Narnia I think Chronicles of Narnia is more iconic and a lot of the stuff you're wanting to do with Percy Jackson you could probably do with a Chronicles of Narnia set. I think it would be cool to have like um again like a going through the wardrobe and then it's like Narnia like like this indoor Narnia kind of ride thing where it's like you see the little stuff and it's um right. it's like 4D kind of experience. I think that would be cool. And and with Narnia too, you can set it up to be almost Simpsons like, where you could have multiple because there are multiple books with some vastly different um, settings. You could have you know you could have a go through the wardrobe and you're in snowy Narnia, and then later on you could get on the ship and do some kind of naval thing. And yeah, I yeah. I, f- I feel like you could play in that arena more um, than than you could maybe with Ice Age. But what are your thoughts? Okay. Okay. This is nobody's going to. Narnia is pretty, pretty, you know, it's been around a lot longer than Ice Age, and a lot of people really love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think Ice Age would be like, it would be easy as like to make another addition to like the kids' area. um, Right. And like, it is iconic for some adults because, you know, there are some fun jokes in there but i feel like it would be easy to add to like the kids area but i feel like chronicles of narnia would be like a better attraction yeah and you could have you know agreed 
animatronic talking animals and different things like that. Yep. You know, they do yeah. so much more now where, you know, somebody can be sitting there like almost puppeteering, you know, remotely controlling the animals and can actually through, you know, a microphone and speakers in the animatronic can be talking with people that are waiting in line, you know, and stuff. So yeah, and you could also have like a show, like a staged kind of like Narnia show where it's like, um, High King Peter is like fighting the Ice Queen stuff right. like that. Like that could be cool, um, but I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of options for Narnia. I feel it's a lot more than Ice Age. Yeah. Okay. So here are the four that we've come up with. The question again for the pop quiz this week: Which Fox property would you like to see added to Disney parks, represented in some way as an attraction? We have The Simpsons. We have Planet of the Apes, Night at the Museum, and Chronicles of Narnia. Is everybody cool with those four choices? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know what I just okay. realized? I'm afraid to ask. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, it better not be Planet of the Apes related. Um, the Simpsons and Planet of the Apes. Can cross <laughs> of course, over. <laughs> cross if over. you remember this, if you guys remember this, they can cross over and do that Planet of the Apes musical with their their big hit, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. <laughs> and I will. I am about to mute Curtis. <laughs> Just I'm almost there. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic episode. I mean, come on. This you know, week's in the, in the beginning, I was behind Curtis, but the more he talked, he was <laughs> You guys don't remember that the Simpsons are watching the oh, movie. Yes, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. Yeah, that's awesome. Thing I can, I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the the pop quiz, <laughs> the pop quiz is live right now. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening on cast number one, I'm sorry, um, but number two, you're gonna have to wait till tomorrow morning to get to the, the pop quiz. The pop quiz is live Friday morning on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for and follow at pgtc podcast that stands for pop goes the culture podcast the pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages so you can't miss them we will bring you the results of the pop quiz on next week's brand new episode of the pop goes the culture podcast i'm interested to see what comments we get if you don't like our four choices on cast uh well tara went with narnia um, and so nice. she, she said Narnia, I think even before we did. And so she's all, all in with the Narnia choice. She's pretty sure that's going to awesome. win. So this week coming up Friday today, Artemis Fowl on Disney plus talking about Disney plus adapting a children's book series. Uh, reviews have not been kind to Artemis Fowl on Disney plus. <laughs> we'll see if anybody watches it between now and next week's show. <laughs> Uh, the, the five bloods on Netflix. Uh, this is a Spike Lee Vietnam film. Uh, the five bloods is out today on Netflix. Pokemon journeys, the series, an animated series premieres on Netflix today. King of Staten Island on video on demand today. That's the, uh, the Pete Wentz and Bill Burr film that's out by Jed. Yeah. Apot- it actually uh, looks pretty interesting. Yeah. You might check that out. If you do, let us know what you thought. And then today, okay. Friday, Friday night, we are casting The Last Drive-In uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel, which if you're already on cast, just come right back here tomorrow night. Uh, if you're not, we'll have a link to that on our social media. That's all depending on Shutter actually working. <laughs> I won't get into the, the details, but uh, I, I've, been working yeah. with the folks, I've been working with the good folks at Shutter about getting that to actually work. 
and well like you, I, I actually logged in and yeah you said it wasn't working and it wasn't working and then i found a different cash channel and it was working yeah it's it kind of crazy it's a bit sporadic um but that's Friday night. On Saturday, our friends over at Fanatics and the Fan, they've been doing their Whedon watch party. They've been watching Firefly, which we talked about, and they have finished that this week. They're done with that on Wednesday nights, and so they're going to wrap that up. They're borrowing our cast channel on Saturday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Uh, we will be screening Serenity. That is the Firefly film that uh, they have requested that we've would screen for them. So again, if you're on the cast channel, just come on back Saturday night. If you're not on the cast channel already, you'll find a link to that on our social media. Sunday night. What's that? I'm a leaf on the wind. There you go. Sunday night. This one's fun. It's always fun. We've done a couple of these now. Um, Sunday night, we will be on our cast channel with the WWE Backlash pay-per-view. That starts at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. As terrible as the wrestling stuff from the <laughs> WWE is, we get a lot of people show up for those. I think it's because it's so bad. It's kind of like watching a bad movie. It's like everybody shows up just to watch it, and they're like, oh, this is terrible. And then, of course, we talk and have fun as we're watching it. So that's going to be Sunday night. Be sure, again, our cast channel is going to be busy Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You'll want to check that out. Um, be sure to come in for that. Kenny, are you going to be able to make it to that one on Sunday? Yeah, I should be. Okay, cool. On Monday, check out the next new episode of Roll for Advantage. That is Pop Goes the Culture's D&D 5th Edition adventure on our YouTube channel. And we post those at popgoestheculture.com. Uh, Dakota and some of his buddies are leading uh, themselves through a campaign. It's been pretty fun to watch. They've had a couple. We've had a couple of them posted already. We've got a few more that are scheduled. So I don't know how long their campaign's going to go. Um, they sure as hell aren't getting anywhere fast, so it might be all summer long. Um, but it's Most fun. To, are like that. Yeah, exactly. But it's been fun to watch. So be sure to check that out again, either on our YouTube channel or at popgoestheculture.com on Monday. On Tuesday, we're getting to that point now where there's not going to be anything new on Blu-ray and DVD because there weren't any movies out for a while. So we're down to really like one release on Tuesday. The Impractical Jokers, the movie, is out on Blu-ray and DVD this Tuesday. Um, I think everyone should go check that out. I'm just yeah. saying. And then after that, I don't know what's going to be on Blu-ray and DVD. There may not be much of anything <laughs> for a while. Uh, Wednesday. Those guys are pretty funny. They are funny. I have not seen the movie. I need to check it out. On Wednesday, Mr. Iglesias season two on Netflix. Has anybody watched the first season? Mm-mm. I didn't know it was a thing. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Never even heard spawning. of it. I was just saying, I figured Kenny would have seen it if anybody. Yeah. I liked it. It's funny. Oh yeah. I, mean, it's, I was I was kind of not expecting them much that way if it wasn't that good. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. I like what they yeah. I mean, it's definitely you could tell this is their first outing with something like this, but it's right. it's enjoyable to watch. Right on. On Wednesday, Fortnite Chapter 2, Season 3. It feels like we've been saying that every week, and there's a reason for that. We have been. They keep pushing it back every week. They're like, oh, nope, next week, come back. Nope, next week. Hey, no, oh, no, next week. So as of right now, Fortnite Chapter 2, Season 3 begins on Wednesday. 
Wednesday, of course, new comic book day. We'll have new comics, uh, including new issues of Gideon Falls, G.I. Joe, Transformers, the Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, and the big new release next Wednesday. Uh, I'm sure Dustin's excited. I know I am. Dark Knight's <laughs> Death Metal number one releases next Wednesday. I'm up to go get that, too. Nice. And the Whedon Wednesday watch party will continue with Fanatics and the Fan. I think they're going to Buffy next, but don't quote me on that. There's only so many places they can go, and I think they're going to Buffy. Um, They're not going to go to Felicity? I don't think they're going to Felicity right away, no. Felicity's (laughs) Felicity's a J.J. Abrams joint anyway. I was going to say, what the hell, Curtis? It's not a Whedon. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we mute Curtis at this point in the show. (laughs) On Thursday. No. On Thursday, next Thursday, Sci-Fi Wire's The Great Debate premieres at 11 Eastern, 10 Central over on Sci-Fi. We will be recording next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. You can join us live on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. Listen to the show. Interact with us as we're recording. We just might read your comments on the air. So we'll see. And then, of course, next Friday, look for next week's new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast in your podcast player of choice. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, just take a moment and leave a review, if you would, in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing, and it's really one of the best ways that you can show your support for the show. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Not that we care, but you can let us know one way or the other. <laughs> you can tell us all everything you don't like about Curtis, and we'll still keep him on the show, Tara. Yep. That's yes. I keep the show interesting and entertaining. <laughs> it's right. He knows his role. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. Has anybody got anything else before we get out of here for the night, for the week? No, Curtis. <laughs> I haven't oh, should I unmute him? Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap us up again. Thanks to everybody who joined us on cast. Thanks, everybody, for being on the show. Thanks, everybody, listening. We appreciate it uh, for everybody on the show. Again, my name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Have a great weekend. We will catch you right back here next week. Be safe. Be careful. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Sneeze into your elbow. Until then, see ya. Turn your head and cough. Peace. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.